DJ and PK brought to you apart by Syringa Networks. Working from home or with a hybrid workforce? Get a powerful IT partner with Syringa Networks. Call them at 385-420-7881 or visit syringanetworks.net. Time to welcome in our basketball insider, Steve Cleveland. Steve, good morning. Good morning, guys. Steve, it's weird how things keep happening to you in your life over and over and over. And for jazz fans, and I was in Santa Barbara, which is just such a hardcore Laker area. And I remember when the Jazz and Lakers played in the playoffs in the 80s, and Laker fans, for once in their lives in that era, were actually scared in a Western Conference playoff series. And I was living here in the 90s, and it was Shaq and Kobe, and the Jazz beat them twice on the way to the NBA Finals. And sure enough, in the 2000s, it's Kobe and Gasol, and they're knocking the Jazz out three times. And I think a lot of Jazz fans, for all the success, are still looking over there going, are those guys going to be healthy for the playoffs or not? What's the deal with LeBron and AD? Now, PK brought up earlier this morning, he saw some stuff about AD's out two more weeks, LeBron three more. That stuff can always, you know, move a little bit, but it's at least a ballpark. Are these guys getting back in time for the playoffs or not? Uh, I, I think they'll be back in time for the playoffs, obviously. But to be really not. good in the playoffs. Yeah, that, that, that's the question. Um, I think what does happen is just watching them play against Brooklyn this week is if, if, if there's a silver lining for the Lakers, it's that they can figure out how to win games without them and be a better team when they come back because they've really struggled and looked bad. And, you know, Kuzma's out as well and, uh, and Gasol. But I, Gasol being out, I don't think is a major issue. Kuzma is kind of up, so up and down. But with Caruso and some of the other guards and, Pol- you know, Caldwell Polk getting confidence back, the only, the only silver lining I see for the Lakers is that if they can win more games while these guys are out and become better without them, then you know what it may be different than it was when it all started. So I do believe that LeBron and, and AD will be back. The question is if this second unit can get better. And if they get better, then I think that the Lakers are a team you probably don't want to play early. But who knows? We'll see what happens. But uh, that's the silver lining. The other thing is, I haven't seen the Lakers really haven't looked good all year, even when they were playing, as far as I was concerned. So, and you know, I've got a little bit of Laker blood in me. Uh, however, uh, it, it, right now, I'm excited about the Jazz and what's happening there. And uh, it just seems to be their time and their moment. And just looking at the schedule, finishing this thing out, I mean, I, I don't see any way that Utah doesn't win the division easily. I saw in that Laker game, you know, when they beat the Nets, that Drummond had 20 and 11. I don't know if he's going to do that when the big two come back because he may not have that opportunity. But how much do you think he can help them in the postseason? Well, I do believe that he can help them. And and I think that, uh, you know, losing the two bigs from last year, there seemed to be something missing. And Gasol is, is kind of beyond his prime. He's certainly capable of keeping teams honest and knocking occasional three downs. But Drummond is something they didn't have. And he can protect the rim. Uh, he, he can certainly score. And he seems to have a little something to prove. I, I think that <clears throat> he seems to be really motivated and active. <clears throat> Excuse me. And I, I just think he can help the Lakers. I think he'll have an impact. Um, but, but, again, I still believe that it, it's going to be the, the 7, 8, 9, 10 guys that are playing now 
if they can come in and get valuable minutes, I mean, like Caruso's been so up and down. All of a sudden, he seems to be playing a little bit better, kind of the way he was playing in the playoffs last year. Get that kind of play, get Drummond. Uh, I, I think Drummond was a good get. I, I, it'll be a little dicey because if he's playing, uh, that means AD's on the perimeter. That always makes me a little bit nervous. I like AD at the five when they go small, but uh, there'll be teams that they play that I think Drummond can help them win games in the playoffs. So this means uh, what you just said right there really, to me, underscores Derek Favors' willingness to accept Rudy Gobert's backup minutes and nothing else and to throw himself into making an impact in those minutes. And... You know, they're really secretive about his health. I think the way he was moving, it wasn't good for a while, and he wasn't performing well for a while. I think lately he's probably feeling better because he's playing a lot better. But when you start playing a lot better, you tend to want more minutes. And it kind of messes things up if you get him. So you got to accept your role, even though that's a hard thing to do. Do you think Drummond is set up for accepting his minutes? Because if he just played when AD sat... You wouldn't have that issue you're talking about where AD's at the four and they're not quite as efficient. How does that play out, you think? You know, I, 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 mean, I don't know and don't know Drummond, but I'm just watching him play and looking at what he's been through. It seems to me that he's really excited to be out there playing. And obviously he's going to get more minutes now than he would when the two come back. But I think winning a championship is such a huge issue now in this league and – this is something that I, I think I, I see Drummond being a real asset, to be honest with you. Not, not that he's going to carry the team, but just having a presence, defending the rim, another big body. Uh, I thought the Lakers played as good as they have all year defensively against the Nets. And, uh, and, and that's, you know, I know they were missing people, and, and uh, both the point guards you know, got removed from the game in the third quarter, but uh, I, I think Drum, I think Drummonds are going to be a real asset to them defensively, and the ability to score inside. And there's times, I mean, the one thing about Drummond, he takes the ball to the rim. AD oftentimes will be in the post and just settle for the eight, ten, twelve foot jumper. And and that's not that he can't make that, but when those shots aren't going down, um, it, it can be a bit of a liability for the Lakers. And I, I think that the key thing is this: I mean, when LeBron James is healthy. And he's playing. I mean, he's the difference maker. I mean, we can talk about all these guys, but <laughs> LeBron James is the guy that is going to determine whether the Lakers get back to where they were last year. And because he can just play every position, and defensively they're good with him. Um, but I'm, I think the Lakers are better today because of the the reps that the the subs are getting and that Drummond's there. But you know, you're, you're looking at this thing and it. They may be seventh or eighth in, in conference. I mean, depending on how people play, they're not going to ever have home court advantage. If a vote was taken today for first team All NBA, I believe Donovan Mitchell should be on that team. First team All NBA at this point in the season. React to that. I completely agree. Though, I'm not sure that all the pundits sportscasters and everybody else feels that way. But you, you look at 40 and 13 by the end of the week, you know, <laughs> I mean, they've got the Wizards, the Thunder, the Pacers. They've got the Lakers at Lakers. But, he, I mean, they're going to be 43 and 13, 56 games. What do they play this year, 72? Mm-hmm. Uh, I don't see him going away. And uh, 
he he is the best player on the team that's playing the best in the NBA. Now, there are people that would argue that this is the most talented team or the best team, but certainly you've got the coach of the year, you've got the player of the year, and you've got a unselfish, great high chemistry uh, a team that people, everybody understands their roles, and they're playing with a great deal of confidence. And uh, so I, I, I agree. Who are the other four? Because it's easy to say that, but then you've got to be willing to relegate someone else to second or third team. Well, let's just think about that here a little bit. Um, uh, to the campo? I mean, you, you look at, you, I mean, you look at somebody like Embiid who's been uh, hurt. You know whether that hurts him or not. Uh, I mean, you, you probably Harden is the guy that's played the most minutes for a, a really. I'm just going for guys that are on really good teams. I mean, he and Kyrie, do one of them make the all-NBA team? I mean, they, they, they miss so many games, it's hard to know. Giannis is still always in the picture. Then you've got uh, the big fella at Denver, who's probably... Jokic. Every, uh, everybody feels that you know he's probably the MVP of the league. Um, I'm trying to think of who else. Would you, what would you, you do know, with, Le- guys, what would oh, you do you with LeBron? I, I, I don't... I mean, if LeBron comes back and puts up numbers, yeah. I mean, how can you ever keep LeBron? But what if they miss 25 games? How, how, do, you, how, how do you justify that? I mean, there's no question. LeBron, in my mind, is the best player in the league. I don't care. If I'm going to pick first, I'm picking LeBron at 36 to be on my team. So, yeah, LeBron, LeBron is there. I just don't know if there's a number of games they got to play. Um, you know, what those circumstances are. I mean, you look at Phoenix, they've got a, the second-best record in the NBA. Uh, is You know, Booker barely made the all-star team. So I don't, I don't think he's a first-team guy. Um, I don't know. Who, who else do you think? I mean, who else is, is there? Uh, will Chris Paul break through? they got the second-best record yeah. in the league, and he's been all-NBA nine times. And, and there's a sentimental favorite, too. I mean, there's a guy that's been around – and uh, and he, you're right. I mean, he, so if you, if you took, uh, yeah, you, you took, I don't know. What what are your feelings about Harden and Kyrie? I mean, Kyrie's been pretty special. You know, Harden was leading that team by himself for most of the. I mean, Kyrie's missed a lot of games. But I think Harden. You could make a real strong case for Harden and how well he's played until he just recently has uh, missed a couple of games recently. Yeah, I think there's a better argument for Harden than for Kawhi. Yeah. I think think that Harden and LeBron, because of injuries, may not make the first team. I think that Chris Paul, Kawhi Leonard, Nikola Jokic, and um, Antetokounmpo have a really good shot. And so I just – someone's got to be sixth or seventh. And, you know, the door opens a little bit if Harden and LeBron get knocked out for injury. But that's the only reason they're getting knocked out. They will, they will get the votes and find a way to the first team unless they miss so many games. And I think it's more of an issue for LeBron than, than Harden because LeBron, I think, is going to miss more games. Although hamstrings are tricky and you never know. Yeah, I mean, I mean, Damon Lillard is always, is always going to be in the mix. Joking, I mean, uh, uh, Dr. is always going to be in the mix. Uh, I, I'm just trying to think if there's anybody uh, in the East that we're kind of missing um, I'll tell you what, until he got hurt, 
LaMelo Ball was as, I mean, the fact, idea of him being first team, no. But I, I'm telling you, I, I don't know if I was impressed with anybody more than him before he got hurt. I, I thought that he really, really helped Charlotte. Now, Charlotte's still in the playoff picture, but he was really fun. You know, some younger guys, but uh, I think the, the ones we've talked about are probably Donovan, Donovan Mitchell's in, in that group. I mean, there is no way he's not in that group. And, uh, you know, from there, I think we've probably talked about the names that are more likely. But I, that, that, those are the things that come to my mind. I want to switch to college basketball here for a second. For the sake of the integrity of the sport, did Arizona need to part ways with Sean Miller? Absolutely. <laughs> I'm just wondering why it took this long. And I, I mean, I, I'm not. Yeah, really. Sean. <laughs> I mean, I've met Sean a few times. I don't. He's not a friend per se, but that. For, I don't understand why that took so long. When when I I listened to the recordings, you can listen to the recordings on the telephone. All of that was public information. Uh, yeah, that should have happened a long time ago. I'll say it was a pan- pandemic. He had an expensive contract, and he won a lot. And those three things yeah. got him an extra year because otherwise he could have been gone a year ago. Yeah, uh, I'm I, curious. I I'm curious about all the names that had been linked, and it is. It, it has really entertained me how many guys have been linked to a job. You just can't have 50 finalists, and the, the list isn't 50 long, but it's pretty long. But I'm curious, as a guy who went in and had to clean stuff up, and then there was um, you know, probation and the NCAA comes in, how much should people want that job? Because on the one hand, it is the Arizona job. It's a power five league. You got paid a lot of money, and you got a chance to win a lot, and you got a rep to to recruit off of. And then over here, sanctions and people sometimes underestimate how crippling they are in the short run, which is all a coach may have is the short run. So, what would you advise this long list of people linked to that job? You know, uh, I, I, I mean, I've, I've been involved in a job like this. Um, and, and it, it didn't play out perfect for me, but there are some real benefits and there's some really good things that can happen. One, I think in a job like this, people are not going to be impatient. I know that most people are, but when everything gets fully exposed and, every, and we're going to be real transparent with the community and that athletic director, that president, and that coach need to be transparent about where they are and where they're going and that we can't go back to this and that you're, we're going to get this program back to where it once was, but uh, you need to understand that these things have to take place. And so I think there uh, is a narrative that takes place when the, when the coach is selected that can protect him, protect the institution, and welcome new players. Now, the transfer portal, we've talked about that almost every week. Uh, getting players quickly is not nearly as difficult as it used to be because there's 1,700 people in the transfer portal and a lot of them are really good players. But I, but I, 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 don't, I don't believe it's a job. I mean, I, I think it can be a really good job. And I think you get a little bit of a break and you get a little bit of breathing area that you're going to go clean things up and get things right academically. You're going to get things to change the culture. People are going to be a little more patient. You're probably going to get a year or two, and then after that, they'll be chomping at the bit again. But... I, I, that, those are good jobs to take, personally. I, I think that uh, if, you, if you trust yourself, if you can get a great staff together and turn that thing, 
that's a great institution. It's a wonderful place to play. It's in a good conference. Uh, it, it, they can make that a destination spot again without all the cheating. So I'm talking to some people about that job, uh, and a lot of folks down there are talking about keeping it in the family. You got Damon Stoudemire at Pacific, Miles Simon, NBA assistant, uh, and Josh Pashner, who was at Memphis, is a walk-on there for Lute Olson at Memphis, now at Georgia Tech. And so those three guys, I don't, I don't think Steve Kerr or Luke Walton would leave the NBA to go there, but those three guys, college level, uh, I, w- I would certainly think uh, would be interested and then you also got Tommy Lloyd at Gonzaga, 46 years old, uh, and has a, an agreement to succeed Mark Few, who I believe is 58, but I'm not sure Mark Few is retiring anytime soon. And Tommy Lloyd has built a reputation with Gonzaga, and he has a loose tie anyway. His son, I think, plays for Grand Canyon, which is in the Phoenix area two hours away. But what do you think about Tommy Lloyd as far as from leaving his job where it's pretty secure and then from Arizona perspective of hiring somebody who's never been a head coach at the collegiate level? That's a great question. I, you know, Tommy Lloyd is, has had a huge impact in the footprint there at Gonzaga, and certainly he's comfortable. But I think anybody that's been doing that as long as they have, there's an itch to go have my own team. And to have my own team be in Arizona in a – you know, really a, a, a program that's had a storied history and has been had great success. Um, I, I I could see him leaving, and uh, and and yeah, you, you know what, he he's going to get out of his comfort zone. But I think most guys that are in this business at the highest level, that's what they dream about, and to be able to get that job and actually with an asterisk have a little bit of time to fix that thing. He, he's a great recruiter. He, he knows where people and players are. And uh, I, I think that the turnaround will be pretty quick there. Now, you, you know, it's, it's interesting. All three of those others, Stoudemire, Miles, Fasner, I mean, those are all really good coaches, all have connections, and, and I think would all be good coaches there. Uh, Damon Stoudemire has done a nice job with the WCC. It, it's not easy building something at ULP, but he's made them competitive. You know, I did a few of his games a couple of years ago and had a chance to spend time with him as he – you know, he, he does a great job in preparation. He brings kind of a NBA feel for things as well. He just wasn't dealing with the same caliber and level, high-level players. But I, I don't think you can miss on any of those guys. But Tom Lord will get his chance to stay at Gonzaga. But it may be a deal where, hey, you know what? I helped establish this, and I want to go do my own thing. And I want to establish my own program. And, I, listen, I, I don't know him, and I've never had a conversation. But I could see him thinking that way that this is a great opportunity for me and to do what we've just done, replicate it, get Arizona back in the top 10 in the country and going to the NC2A tournament every year and doing it clean. So, uh, and I think people can get excited about that. I, I'm sure that their Arizona alums w- would love to have any one of those three former players or have connections. The Tommy Lloyd probably, he's, he's a guy that's as hot as there is and, and has been in a program that's been dominant. So, uh, I think it's a. Good, I think it'd be a good hire to have him come in. Yes, there's things he's going to have to learn, and yes, he's going to have to get a staff, and maybe he fills some of his staff with former players from Arizona. I don't know, but uh, I, I I think it's it's a little risky from where he is right in a safe, comfortable position. But I think most guys want the challenge, man. They want to have their own team, and this is probably a pretty good time for Coach Lloyd. 
Well, Coach, as always, we appreciate a few minutes. Thanks for stopping by, and we will talk to you again next week. All right, guys. Take care. Steve Cleveland, our basketball insider. Everything you missed in this show, we get you up to speed next.